Okay, today we are, uh, I'm going to talk uh, again, I'm just going to go with um, So What? That's our uh, our series thought, you know, so, S-O-W, so what? What are you sowing? We're all sowing in, into our day, into our week. You know, uh, you go to the gym, you're sowing into your life. You're sowing into, you know, building strength. You eat healthy, you're sowing into your life. In that respect, I mean, that's absolutely true. But also, you know, the words, we talked about this the other day, words. You know, when you speak to your kids, to your friends, to your family, to yourself, you're sowing into yourself the words that you speak. Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and life. Well, I want you to know we're created uh, with that same potential, that same power inside of us that we say things to ourselves, about ourselves, you know, we're driving down the road, and if you tell yourself, stupid, 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 for whatever happens, don't do that. Let's not do that. You know, I would rather say nothing. What was it, the guy, if you can't say nothing nice, thumper, don't say nothing at all? But I would rather choose my words. So we talked about that, actually, the last couple of weeks. Today, I want to talk about uh, obedience. You know, when we our obedience, obedient, we're sowing into our future, we're sowing uh, into uh, God opening doors and making a way, not just obedient, uh, just at random, but I mean, specifically obedient. I had this thought this morning that, you know, how does an acorn become an oak tree? You know, you got this little acorn, and you look at that, I remember being up in uh, Laguna Mountains, we would go up there and spend, you know, a few days up there in the past, and you'd walk around, and of course, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'd never really paid a lot of attention at that point, you know, the, what are these things all over the ground? They're acorns, okay, well, then you pick one up, and you look at it, and it's like, I'm done. just to be honest with you, I didn't know acorns came from oak trees, sorry, I would thought it would have been called an, uh, an, an oak tree seed or something. <laughs> But anyway, you know, like apples come off of apple trees and, you know, oranges come off of orange trees. Acorns come off of oak trees. And so anyway, I was thinking about that. How does an acorn, that's just a rhetorical question. I was just asking myself because I want to think through that process. How does an acorn become a mighty oak tree that just basically, you know, can withstand storms and unbelievable pressure and, you know, and be so huge that tree, birds and animals and everything can come and live in it or under it or whatever, and it can live for years and years and years and years. It's not easily uh, turned over or, or, or put down, killed. You know, you can't kill an oak tree by just maybe spraying a little roundup. It is determined, it is committed, starts from an acorn. I want you to know today that the way we become strong and, and, and who God's created us to be is by sowing obedience, being obedient. And let me just look at uh, a few verses here. This is actually uh, Matthew. Let me just start here. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 17. Sorry, Garrett. I'll give them to you now. 17 verse uh, 19 through 21. This is the New King James Version. It says, uh, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast out uh, cast it out. Now, the, the backstory on this is Jesus is, uh, had been up on the mountain, Mount, Trans, Mount of Transfiguration, that's called, with Peter, James, and John, and, and uh, all the things were going on, and the disciples, the other disciples were, you know, in this place, and this father brings his boy, who's basically the devil has him, the Bible says that he's bound, and he, you know, has... Uh, seizures, and, and he falls into the fire, and it tries to make him fall into the water of his seizure, 
and tries to drown him. And, you know, he, anyway, he just wants help. He goes, his, takes his boy to, to the disciples, hoping to find Jesus, but Jesus wasn't there. And so the disciples, they do what they know to do. They pray for him. They do all the things that they know to do. And, and then so they're asking Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast it out? Because it didn't ha- nothing happened. And so Jesus says to them, because of your unbelief, okay? Now, you know what? Nobody likes to be, be told, you know, you have unbelief. Really? Because I thought I believed it. I wouldn't have prayed if I didn't believe. But Jesus, let's just hear what he says. He says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be. And then he goes on, he says, however, in this situation, however, this kind, this type of a thing that they were needing said, only this demon, this spirit, this whatever it was, only comes out through prayer and fasting. Now, people would look at that and they'd go, oh, so I'm going to pray and fast and that's going to fix it. No, basically, and I'm not even going to talk about prayer and fasting too much. I'll just say this. He, He was saying faith. If you have faith as a mustard seed, now, faith as a mustard seed, is that a size? It's the determination. It's not just, oh, little, I have little faith, but all you need is a little faith. It's not, it's not a size he's talking about. I don't believe. I believe he's talking about the determination of that mustard seed. We talked about this here a while back, that a mustard seed, I remember when uh, we had a, a guy here uh, was from the Northwest, and he came in and he said that up in the Northwest where he came from, they grew mustard you know, mustard, had mustard fields, they would grow it, and uh, just, they were just, that's what they did there. And he said, they call it the troublesome seed. The troublesome seed. And why did they call it the troublesome seed? Because if it hits the ground, if it hits anything, it will grow. It will, it doesn't, it's, you know, it, it's going to grow. It's going to begin to put out, no matter what the condition of the soil, no matter what it's put in, it will grow. And so I think that's, To me personally, that makes more sense because a mustard, he's saying, if you have faith as a mustard seed, didn't say the size of, a mustard seed is determined. A mustard seed will do whatever it takes to take root. A mustard seed, I believe that was the whole crux of this. And so today, are we determined to be obedient to do what God tells us to do no matter what? Well, I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to argue. I don't want to look, you know, if I do that, if I, you know, I'm going to have problems. Well, you know what people are going to say? Here's the thing. Are you determined or is it out of convenience? I'll obey God as long as, and we've, whatever you've put in the blank, as long as what? I'll obey God as long as it's not too hard. As long as nobody says, hey, what are you doing? As long as this is stupid. Is that one will, as long, I'll obey God as long as, nope, I'll obey God, period. That's how we, God calls us to live that way. It's the seed or the, the, the act of obedience that changes our life. There is power in being obedient to what God says. There's power in that. And the thing is, is it goes against everything. Whenever we do what God tells us to do, our mind comes in and it begins to say, what are you doing? Our mind comes in and says, nobody else is doing this, but the Bible says, yeah, but nobody else, this is an old antiquated book. Doesn't matter. Obedience, the Bible says, it's better to obey 
than to sacrifice. Well, you know what? I will do that, but, you know, I would do that, but, and then it's like, I'll do this instead. Nope. God's not looking for a sacrifice. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for obedience. And sometimes the obedience that, that he asks for is not hard. It's just maybe a little awkward, a little embarrassing, a little, it doesn't make sense. Remember, it's just hard. It's hard to obey God when eyes are on us, when we're, one, we're, when we're worried about what everybody else, what others around us are thinking. It's hard to be obedient, to do things God tells us to do because it's like we have to get approval. I've known people, and I'm sure you have too, and I hope you're not one of these people, but you know what God said for you to do. You've, know, you've read the scripture. You know in your heart the spirit of God is telling you, is instructing you, is prompting you to do whatever it is, a certain thing, according to the word. He's telling you, to, yep, this is what I want you to do. This is, what, this is what I've instructed you to do. This is what the scripture says. But people will say, hey, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about, this. what do you think about that? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, okay, thanks, hang up. What did they say? I'm not sure. But they didn't get the right answer or the right support to either not do it or whatever. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Well, I know that's what it says. If they don't get the support, they'll call somebody else. They'll travel around until they find someone that says, well, man, I wouldn't, I've never done that. But that's what the Bible says. Well, I know, but I've never done that. Look at me. I'm doing fine. The truth is, God created us. How does an oak tree become, I mean, a, uh, an acorn become an oak tree? One, it does what it was created to do. It was created to fall into the ground and to get buried and to put down and to basically eventually that acorn opens up and the seed and the ability inside of that acorn to produce and to become this huge tree is inside of the acorn. I want you to know today, God has created you to become somebody that you know in your heart, this is who God wants me to be. Maybe, you ha maybe it's covered up with failures, with worries, with things that have been said about us, things that have been said to us. But in, if we can uncover all that junk and get back to the thing that God, God created us to be an overcomer. He's created us to be his men and his women. He's created us to be, uh, to operate in, in things that it's like, yeah, well, maybe if I were Pastor Joe, I could do that, but I'm me. No, no. We're all created by God for a specific thing, and that is to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath, to walk in health. Well, you know, I think I was just born sickly. I, I don't know. I've just, I've, my, everybody in my family just kind of struggles with asthma. Everybody in my family, and I'm not, I'm, listen, please, I'm not, criticizing people that say that. I'm just saying, listen to another perspective. And that's God's perspective. You were not created to live sick. You were not created. Now, here's the thing. We may struggle with things, because I do. But when we begin to plant seeds, our life and our world begins to change. But nothing changes until somebody plants a seed. Nobody changes until, nothing changes in our life. Nothing changes in our yard until you plant a seed. And the thing is, if you don't plant a seed, something else will, right? Where's Jimmy? Right, Jimmy? 
something. Jimmy did a bunch of work in his yard and did all this removing rocks and just hours and days literally of preparing and prepping. And he's calling me and saying, so, so what kind of seed? And I said, well, man, I would do this. And so he's telling me what he did. Man, that sounds great. And so he puts the seed down and he begins to water it and it comes up like gangbusters. He's got all this beautiful grass. He sends me pictures. He mowed it and it's full of weeds. You'll get them out. I'm going to have Dana come down and help you. (laughs) The thing is, is somebody's going to plant and sow into our lives if we don't intentionally. It's happening already. If you listen to people and voices and society that's telling you, you know what, things used to be this way a long time. It's not that way anymore. Families don't stay together. You know, uh, the idea of, of being married to the same person for your whole life, you know what, that used to happen. It doesn't happen anymore. It does with me. Oh, yeah, but you're a freak. Okay, I'm a freak then. The thing is, is there's things that are being planted into our heart and into our life. And the way we can tithing, but it's just talking about generosity in general. But, but the Bible tells us that we are to give. Now, it's Old Testament. Oh, we don't believe in the Old Testament. Really? Well, then let's take the Ten Commandments and chuck them. Because that's Old Testament. And we can stand here and argue about this all day, but I'm not going to because I don't care. I know what I believe and I'm going to do what I know is right. But the truth of the matter is, is when it comes to giving and tithing, the Bible tells us to give. To give. As a matter of fact, if you don't like the Old Testament principle of tithing, take the New Testament principle of give it all. God doesn't want your money. He wants your life. And if he has your life, he has your money. And the truth of the matter is, is let's move on because uh, I'm not here to beat anybody up about anything. I'm just saying, listen, I got, I've been saved 50 years. I know it's hard to believe, but I did get saved when I was minus three years old. But I've been saved a long time, and I've been in church, you know, hearing the word and, and getting great teaching and being a part of, of growing and having men and women in my life that have helped me and inspired me and instructed me and directed me and corrected me in so many things. And I can say that my life today is the result of instruction that I've responded to, not instruction that I've got that I've said, well, yeah, well, I know what to do, but I don't do it. It's being obedient to what the Word says, to what the Word says. And so obedience is one of those things that helps us to grow. It helps us to grow forward. It helps us to grow through things. And the thing is, is the, the, the enemy would love to just come and pile up against your life things that make it impossible or you to think it's impossible for you to be obedient to God. And whatever it is, let's move to another quick thought. How about forgiveness? Obedience to the word says you got to forgive. Forgive those that have, who have offended you. Forgive those who have, who have uh, done things that are wrong. Forgive those that have intentionally tried to hurt. Forgive them. Well, isn't that kind of counterproductive, you know? You know, if I forgive them, then God can forgive you. Because that's what the Bible says. Jesus said, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. Oh, wait a minute, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know what? I didn't do anything to you, Lord. Really? <laughs> We've done a lot of things to God. We've done a lot of things to the Lord. But the thing is, is he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to forgive you, but I want you to be obedient and forgive everybody in your life. That's just another 
Obedience covers so many different areas. Sometimes obedience is God telling you, share your testimony. Tell somebody about the hope that is in your heart to be obedient. But you see, people don't, don't really see it that way. They think, oh, it's not convenient. Well, it's just not who I am. Every person in this room are called to the same level of obedience. And that is there's always supposed to be a yes in my heart whenever God instructs me. When the Holy Spirit brings something back to me in a situation, the answer should be yes. But he goes on and he says, uh, if basically uh, because of their unbelief, and I'm going to move out past this here real quick, because of your unbelief, assuredly I say to you, if you have, that's the reason they couldn't cast out that devil. He says, assuredly I say to you that if you say to this mountain, now who needs to move a mountain? Probably all of us. We've got mountains of regret. We've got mountains of hurt, mountains of, of things in our past. And the only way you can move past it is by being obedient to get up and to go the direction that God tells you to go. But he says, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, a move from here to there and it will move for nothing is impossible. Impossible. Do we live with the mentality that things are impossible? Plant a seed and you'll see what's not impossible. Well, I'm so far in debt, I don't even know. I'll never see the light of day. You know what? I'll be in debt when I die. I've just learned to live in debt. I'm just going to be in debt. I'm just going to be covered up. I just can't undebt. You know what? Because it's impossible that I live beyond this. Nothing is impossible according to what Jesus says. How do I get out of this? Well, I just need the government to bail me out. I just need a rich family member to just come and pay it off. Well, here's the thing that'll happen, and you know as well as I do. You pay my bills off today, I'll be back in debt tomorrow. <laughs> and some of you are going, I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. That word impossible means this. It means unable. And when we live with this impossible mentality, we're saying that I'm unable. We're saying that I'm weak. We're saying that basically I live passively because it's impossible. I just have to live with it. That word means impotent. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. You are not impotent. God has given you seed in his word. He's given you the ability to plant a seed. And if you plant that seed, it'll begin to grow a, a harvest of whatever it is. There's a seed of love, a seed of forgiveness, a seed of, of generosity. You want generosity? Then be generous. Plant a seed and it will come back to you. It will come back. That word means without strength, powerless, or disabled. I am not disabled. Sometimes I have lived in dis, uh, like with a disabled mentality or a disabled attitude because. Now let's look at Joshua for a minute, and I'll probably finish with this one here. This verse, Joshua chapter 3, verse 9 through 16, NIV. Joshua 3, verse 9 through 16, NIV. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Now they were getting ready to cross over into the promised land. They had wandered for 40 years in the desert. They had wandered and, and finally, you know, eventually Moses, you know, the Lord tells Moses, you're not going in because of things that had happened. And, but, you know, you're not going to be able to go in yourself, but I will take the people in. And so now they're getting ready. They'd been here 40 years earlier. But they didn't go in because they acted as though 
They treated it as though that they were not able. It was impossible. Did you see the giants over there? Did you see how big they were? Did you see the, the, the walled cities? And we're supposed to go in and take it. 40 years earlier, forward fast 40 years later, they're there. They're getting ready. Joshua is now leading them. And he says, come here and listen to the words of the Lord, uh, of the Lord your God. Uh, this is how you will know that the living God is among you. You want, you want to know how God, you want to know that you know that God's among you? That's what he's getting ready to tell them. If you hear in this church today, January or June, or May the 8th, May the 8th, 2022, you want to know how God's among you? I'm going to tell you how. He's getting ready to tell you, but I'll, I'll give you a little foresight. Obedience. Listen to what he says and do what he says. You want to know God's here? You want to know God's involved in your life? Then listen to what he says and do what he tells you. That's how you know. People want to know that God's here, but they don't want to be bothered by doing anything. It's like, he's here to serve me. You know, I pray, and he brings me what I need. I pray, and he heals my body. Thank you, Lord. But maybe he wants us to do some things, and let me just say, he definitely does. So he says to them, this is how you will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hevites, the, the uh, Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites. See the ark. See, comma, look. The ark, the Lord of all, it says, see, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan, ahead, go into the Jordan. He's talking about the river. He's talking about the obstacle between them and the promised land. He's, the, 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 the Lord is going to go before you, is what he's saying. We'll go before you uh, into the Jordan. He says, verse 12, now then choose 12 men from the tribes of of Israel, one from each tribe, as soon as, listen, as soon as the, uh, the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot into the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. And then the people broke camp and they uh, to cross the Jordan. And just let's back up just a second. I'll finish reading this in a second. You know what we do? Whether it's the Jordan or the mountain, or the obstacle. You know what we do? We get close to it, and we go, okay, God, I'm ready to go. Fix it. Fix it, God. Oh, God, remove the mountain. Oh, God, divide the river. Oh, God, fix my finances. Oh, God. But what he told these guys to do, he says, put your foot in the water. I don't want to get my socks wet. I don't want to get my feet wet. These brand-new shoes, man. What do I want to get wet for? He tells them, take a step in the midst of the problem, and watch what I'll do. We live our lives. I don't want to get close to the problem. I've dealt with this long enough. Listen, God's going to change it. Oh, he's, hallelujah, he's going to change it. You know what he's saying? Take a step, move forward into it. Take a step. Move into it. Step into the water, he told them. For 40 years, they'd wandered in the desert because they were, they cried, and that generation that was there died off. For 40 years, they cried, God, well, you promised us, you said this was going to happen. And they went in circles for 40 years in the wilderness. But today, the Lord's saying, I'm going to take you across. We're going to cross over. Oh, good. Lord, let us know when the way is open. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, what I want you to do is get the priests uh, carrying the ark, which represents me, because I'm going to go before you. Well, did the ark get wet? No, it did not. But the feet of those carrying the ark got wet, and they stepped into the Jordan. And until they stepped into the Jordan, nothing changed. Oh, I, we, we can't get wet. We can't. 
today, and I'll close with this this morning. So much with this. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If we will just be obedient to what God tells us to do and do the thing, he doesn't say, go in until the water is up to here. Sometimes you feel like it is. He just says, go in, step in, go. Don't just lay back and, and I'm, as soon as it's open, I'm going to go make some headway. Step out there. Move into this. I don't know what everybody, and some of you are already doing this. Take heart. God's going before you. God is going before you, but the key or the, the seed that I am promoting, I guess, this morning that will raise a harvest of, of, of change and breakthrough and difference in your life is this. It's the seed of obedience. I can't sow seed of obedience for you. And you can't sow it for me. I sow it for myself by doing what God tells me to do. So what? Sow obedience. What's the problem? What's the challenge? What's the struggle in your life? Well, it's, and sometimes you got to push back and you got to take that acorn. You got to go, hmm, how does this become an oak tree? Well, this is what's got to happen. It's got to fall on the ground. It's got to make its way into the soil. It's got to be buried or at least have stuff over the top. It's got to, to, to break open. It's got to die. That, that acorn has to die. It's a seed. It's got to die. And it's got to fall into the earth. It's got to shoot down roots. And I don't know, I'm not, a, I'm not a, 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 a person that understands all of that other than that I know when I plant stuff, it grows. Your life is a seed. Your future, there's a harvest in your future. And the thing is, is you're not too old to plant seed to see that come to pass. Your neighbor can't, your spouse can't, your kids can't plant the seed for your life. And nobody has to be in favor of you planting the seed. Just plant the seeds of obedience. Take those steps. And some of you are. Don't lose heart. Stay with it. Don't let the enemy tell you, you know what, that's the last step you're taking. Watch this. We keep moving forward. You know why we don't take another step? Fear. We become afraid. But what if it doesn't happen? But what? Take another step. We take a step by our actions, by doing what the Lord's called us to do. I'm going to tell you right now, if God's not faithful in these things, he's not faithful about salvation. And we're all doomed. But that's not the case. God is faithful. We are, we are born again people. We have a relationship with the God of, 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 of the universe, the God of all creation. This, this God that there's not any beginning and there's no end and he's put us in this place and he's given us principles and one of those principles is sow a seed and you receive a harvest. What kind of a harvest do you need? Sow a seed of obedience in that particular area and God will be faithful because he is faithful to give seed to the sower so that we can have a harvest. Let's pray. Let's pray. 